0: Live from the heartland and the
1: crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Wow, dude. Yeah. It
0: was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my G.I. Jane no joke no. I'm going to, okay?
1: See, in Japan, they showed you the whole thing. In the United States, it got edited. Holy cow. That was a moment. Finally, a reason to watch the Oscars. If we knew they were going to beat the crap out of each other, we'd all be watching. Have little TV trays in front of us, steaks, milkshakes, kegs, just ready to go. But no, usually, usually when you watch the Oscars, you just get a bunch of garbage like this.
0: We're going to have a great night uh, tonight. And for you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Gay, 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 gay,
1: gay, God, it's to get paid so much for being that dumb. And yes, or if, if it's not dumb, it's hateful, right? I mean, take your pick. The legislation in Florida doesn't say don't say gay, but why should they be honest, even though they've got millions of people watching and a responsibility to do the right thing? Screw responsibility when you can just keep a joke going that doesn't have any basis in reality. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. I'm going to get to both of those stories, but they ain't the story. The story is this.
0: We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and
1: light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all, and may God defend our freedom, and may God protect our troops. That's Joe Biden speaking in Warsaw. And that was Joe Biden calling for regime change. And it doesn't matter how many wokey woke 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 folks... How many progressives try and walk it back? It does not matter how the White House tries to position this. Joe Biden called for regime change. Joe Biden has warned against being provocative. Joe Biden has not engaged the strongest of sanctions at one shot. It took him time. Too much time. Showed too much weakness. Showed too much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um joe biden stuff didn't approach this with american might approach this with biden weakness with obama-esque lead from behindness and now he's called putin a war criminal and called for regime change that's what's going on it's a bigger story than will smith and and Chris Rock, although I think there's a great story within that, and I, and I promise you I'm going get, to get to it. But Biden went and spoke with, with NATO and was not impressive and then goes to speak to the, to the people of Poland, speaking to Europe, speaking to the world, and was less impressive. And that people are comparing this to uh, Ronald Reagan, that's, that's pretty stunning. Because one of the things they're doing is saying that this was his his Reagan uh, moment when, uh, you know, Reagan's there saying, open uh, this gate. He's speaking at the Brandenburg Gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. One of the great, great moments. Incredible, incredible moments. And you have people saying, well, you know, that was a gaffe. That that was a a, a gaffe uh, right there. Although I have in front of me um, a uh, an image of the speech where it says, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Oh my gosh, he wasn't supposed to say that. Yes, he was. And he was speaking to a specific person to do something to open things up and to make uh, the nation of Germany united and free once again. Who was Joe Biden speaking to about, my God, this man cannot be in power, except, of course, calling for the same thing that Senator Lindsey Graham got screamed at for, the assassination, the killing, the deposing of Vladimir Putin. This is dangerous stuff. It wouldn't necessarily be dangerous if we had a more viable president, a more valuable president, a president who was, well, within all his faculties, but we don't have this. Here is the latest polling. Now, I, I, I'm i with you. You've heard me say it many, 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 many times. I don't buy into any polls at all. Who can trust polling? It's hard to trust. But when I see that NBC has a poll showing Joe Biden at 40% approval, you know what I say to myself? Bull crap. Show me 40% of the country that's okay with Joe Biden right now. No shot. No way. That number is 12.5%. Get with the program. Get with the program. 40% approval rating is actually not the lowest of his presidency. 70% of Americans have low confidence in his ability to deal with Vladimir Putin and the invasion of Ukraine. The plurality, blame Biden and his policies for high and steady inflation in the economy. By the way, stagflation, <laughs> it's coming. There is no way that the number is 40%. It's lower. But am I willing to believe that there's a problem? Yes, because consumer sentiment, which is something I do pay attention to, that is, uh, that's where it is. It's in the right there. So 59.4%. It was 59.7 mid-March. It was it's down from the 62.8 in February and in March of 2021 it was 84.9. So it's down uh 26%. Near 30% decline, I think is how they like to report it, but you know, sometimes they 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 push those numbers in ways that maybe they shouldn't. I think the real number is good enough, down 26%. People do not believe, people do not buy in. You know, we spoke last week about the, the food shortages and that conversation. Um, I, I'm here to tell you that I believe that that is happening The people in the food industry that I speak to believe that it is happening. They are working aggressively to find all the places where they can purchase from. They're purchasing as much as they can, as soon as they can. So if, if that's from just a couple of anecdotal stories, allow me to extrapolate out that if I were to ask a food service company if they are seeing hoarding taking place amongst their customers, how many yeses will I get? Is hoarding taking place amongst the restaurateurs, the food service operations, the hospitality operations in America? And if so, what does that mean for uh the private sector? What's going on at supermarkets? I will tell you, I found New York Strips at $7.99 a pound, and I bought a chest freezer. Which which I did. I did buy a chest freezer. Uh, and uh uh Great, great service and they loaded it in the in, in the car for me. I greatly appreciate it. I didn't realize how light it was. It wasn't a super big one. It was like a seven cubic footer. Right? My first chest freezer. Boom. There it is. Loading it all up. Seven ninety nine a pound strips. Bought as many as they would let me. Now you could say to me, Tony, you're keeping it from other people. Um I'm uh, I'm you know I, I'm not sorry. This is going on. This is happening right here. This is very, very real. Where do these numbers go when all of a sudden you realize that the emptiness on the shelves is the standard, not the strange thing that's happened because of a supply chain issue? Because that's what it seems like it's going to be in 2022 and into 2023. Ask the car dealers when the new cars are coming in. They're not coming in. There are no chips Still, I see ads for like like Lexus was running an ad last night. I'm like, where could you even find the new Lexus right now? People are still trading in their used cars because they're making so much money on them. I don't know what they're what they're driving instead, but it's madness where that market's at. All these things when I talk about stagflation, high inflation not going anywhere, high inflation, high interest rates. Yeah, we're, we're, we're about to, to get to the start of it. All of that fits in very, very well to this issue of consumer sentiment. No one has faith. No one has faith that Joe Biden could actually tackle the problem that is Vladimir Putin. No one. And I think that's proven by what we're seeing from NATO. One of the things that has been said, it was actually said by Joe Biden, I believe this is very, very true, that NATO is more aligned than ever before. NATO is absolutely, positively together. Because NATO realizes two things. One, it doesn't seem like the Russians have an interest in being better people. This is the way it's going to be for quite a few decades with or without Vladimir Putin, they need to be prepared. They need to protect themselves. They've gotten all the protection from the United States they can since the Marshall Plan. Now they've got to handle their own business. They've also realized that it really does depend on who you vote for, because while Trump may have been a jerk or something like that, Joe Biden cannot be trusted. This was CNN speaking with the NATO ambassador.
0: Are you concerned that by walking back the president's comments, you and other administration officials may be undermining him on the world stage at a really critical moment. I think we all feel great about how the last couple of days have gone.
1: No, no, you don't. No one feels great about how the last couple of days have gone. No, you do not. It's a lie. Why are they lying to us? Well, what are they going to do? Tell us the truth. Here's the the The, the truth. Joe Biden called for regime change against a guy who we are told uh, is not supposed to be provoked. Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, is trying to get everybody to calm down because he's trying to continue to talk to Vladimir Putin to get this invasion of Ukraine to end. Then you have the people who are upset that anybody's upset with Biden or, or, or anybody like him because this Putin is a, is a monster and he's a dictator and they only understand force. Okay, you want to start the war? I just want to know if you want to start the war. What does it mean he only understands force? Why don't you now bomb Red Square until there's nothing left? Why are you waiting for them to engage the tactical nuke? 23 of them. Just start dropping and see what happens. I'm sorry. You're the ones who want to deal with force. You want to get tough with Vladimir Putin. Okay, but I don't want to dilly-dally. I don't want to screw around with the edges. I just want to kill men, women, and children until their bodies sizzle on the pavement. Unless unless you have a a different version of what it means to show strength to a despot. That's the problem with these guys. They never understand what it means to show strength to a despot. They don't understand what it means. I'm telling you, Joe Biden doesn't know what he means when he makes the statement, this man cannot be in power. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. What you mean is, we're going to take him out. Well, who's going to take his place? Or are you going to do like you did with the Muslim Brotherhood in Libya, and you're just going to leave it a vacuum? You kill Gaddafi, you have nobody to take his place, broop, in comes the Muslim Brotherhood, and things get worse. Good job, Barack Obama. You're the kind of guy we should follow right into the gates of hell. Which is, you know, if you followed him, probably where you were. These people are not prepared. You have to, you know, be prepared. The Ukrainian military, they're still fighting. The Ukrainian people, they're still fighting. Russia does not have a worthy army. What they've got is nuclear weapons, and that creates its own level of problem. We're going to get into that with Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army. That one of the things that has been learned here is that the Russian military can't fight. But the other thing that's been learned here is that if you have nuclear weapons, you can get away with anything. And let's take a look at who's learning that lesson. That story is coming up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Counts. So am I to take it that Representative Acacia Cortez is now doing things uh, as, as videos, whether it's... Uh, Uh, A reel on Instagram or TikTok video because it's just all gone to garbage for her on social media. This was this was the latest from her.
0: And we do tend to find that, for example, um, dads, because we give it to all parents, whether you are the birthing parent.
1: Birthing parent. All parents are eligible, it says on, on the video. Dads, moms, birthing parents, non birthing, adoptive birthing parents.
0: An adoptive parent whatever um so dads sometimes like to take that first month and then their spouses will um you know uh take you know time off and then maybe they'll try to take additional time off after their spouse's leave is expired or they'll take leave while their spouse is taking leave but it's up to you and we do tend to find
1: she wants to play this game that uh it, it, it's it's There's no such thing as a birthing person, there's a mom. Now there are dads, but the person who gives birth is mom. Always. It's always women, it's always mom. Now you could argue that the child is adopted, that's mom. You didn't have to give birth to be mom. And I'll say to you, hot diggity, you're right. Look at us having a conversation like a bunch of grownups. But only women give birth. No men give birth. No men have ever given birth. No men will ever give birth. If anyone says otherwise, they're lying. And if Representative Ocasio-Cortez wants to be a child with her head in the sand and not accept the science, that's her problem. She just can't lecture to the rest of us about it without us saying something. And that something is, my gosh, you don't know what you're talking about. Birthing people? The idea that men give birth? This is This is crazy. This is madness.
0: Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria.
1: So we should say so. It is hard for people to say so. I'm going to dig into more uh, uh, of this story about why these things happen. The, 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 the radicalness of the position, and it is a political position. It is a Marxism position. And it is about uh, the destruction of, of Western culture, Western civilization, Western norms, Western mores. And there's nothing wrong with those. Making changes does happen, and it happens over time, and it happens slowly, and I get, and I me in many ways as well would wish change happens faster, but it's not the way it works. And the truth is, uh, those things actually keep a society safer. I know that's hard for some people, because we can look at something and say that's clearly wrong. I agree. I agree. The problem with the United States is not that they allowed slavery from the get-go, right? That, that's, I, I should say it this way. Uh, the, the the greatness of the United States shouldn't be based on allowing slavery from the get-go. Slavery from the get-go, I wish, never happened. But they built a nation that allowed the nation to end it. We fought a war over it. Clearly the nation is better than even our founding. That's something to cheer and to celebrate. That it took too long? You won't get me to disagree. Never. But it is still something to cheer and to celebrate. These people want to burn it from the inside and make you believe that something exists when it doesn't. No man has ever given birth, and there's no such thing as a birthing person. Women give birth. The end. Cortez can't even get it right in video. Man, she has fallen, fallen far. The latest out of Ukraine, Major Mike Lyons has it for us. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. There are no significant breakthroughs when it comes uh, to peace talks. The Kremlin is saying, yeah, don't look for anything. The spokesman for Vladimir Putin, his name is Dmitry Peskov, saying, regrettably, we cannot say there have been any significant achievements or breakthroughs so far. Well, of course not. I'd be surprised if somebody thought there would be. However, the way the Turks keep talking, yes, there's going to be a peace deal soon. If they've already agreed that Ukraine won't join NATO, which I thought was the thing we already knew, well, if that's the biggest sticking point, everything else comes easy. The problem is, as we have described many times, it's hard to understand the data coming out. It's hard to trust the data coming out of the region. What we do know is that President Biden spent a couple of days in Europe. He was there in Belgium talking to NATO nations. He was there in Poland trying to rally people to this idea that he... He alone can bring freedom and prosperity to the land. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Major Mike Lyons joins us right now, retired United States Army military analyst. You see him all over the place, M-A-J Mike Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, M-A-J Mike Lyons, on the Twitter box. And I do want to get into President Biden's conversations over the weekend and whether we think uh, this hurts or, or, or it helps but let's start with of course where we are in that we heard that the russians took uh, mariupol and then we heard that the ukrainians are, are fighting back and then we heard that the russians were working on the siege of kiev and then we heard that they've kind of uh, pulled away from that and they're trying to do more to take the eastern half of the country something you and i talked about from before the invasion where is the russian military right now where are the biggest fights happening
0: Yeah, So, Tony, it grinds on. And the fact that they could just bring men and equipment to this battle where they outnumber the Ukraine military in some places three to one, especially in the south and Donbass region where they have separatist units that are also on their side. They're using mercenaries. Um, the, the news from Mariupol, you know, it's turned into like an Alamo situation. I heard General Petraeus use that analogy, and they're just kind of fighting to the last person where it's, it, it's almost going to be level. It's going to be Grozny, actually. It's going to be one of the most destroyed cities, but it's key terrain for them. They have to have it if they want to have this land bridge that goes truly through uh, Crimea up to the north and then to the east back, back into Russia. From their military perspective, it's the most important piece. But, uh, you know, Kyiv still remains the political uh, prize for them if they could overthrow the government and get Zelensky out put in their a new ruler and, and, you know, take over the whole country. So uh, they're realizing they can't do it all at once, that um, the, 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 the Ukraine military fighting guerrilla tactics using the weapons that we gave them is they're doing superbly. And uh, as, as they're trying to come offline, we're seeing reports of them going to Sheryl Noble to try to re, rearm and refit. But the bottom line is the Ukraine or the, the Russian military is is a machine that's just not going to stop and they, they can just keep coming. Maybe maybe this Mariupol will turn will give Putin this off-ramp looking for he can claim kind of victory they just haven't had it since this whole thing started
1: so when we first discussed this i was really hung up on the idea that there was simply no way that the russian military is going to go west of the river they're not going to go for kiev they're going to take the eastern half of the country that Mm -hmm. seems easiest and i was i was proven wrong by of course their actions but Mm -hmm. when we see how bad this this military is and the russian military is is incapable that Mm -hmm. seems obvious what are the odds that Putin knew this to be true and figured maybe with just the bluster he could scare Ukraine into giving up? And it was it's very obvious now more than ever he never expected them to be able to fight like this.
0: I, I don't think so, Tony. He just brought too many troops and had to go through too much in order to do this. I think he thought he was going to walk in there. We're going to be liberators, whether he got bad intel on that or not. You saw reports about Russian soldiers carrying their dress uniforms with them for parades that were going to take place three or four days after they invaded. Um, they just never anticipated Ukraine fighting the way they have. And and you bring 200,000 troops to the battlefield, that's what your expectation is. It's, it's, it's expensive to do that. And now with the sanctions that are hitting is is economies being destroyed. So I, maybe he does try to cut the country in half in the Dinepro River, and that's really that kind of natural boundary that exists between east and west. For example, Odessa is another strategic port city. He just can't seem to muster the troops in order to take that. Um, that that leaves Ukraine west, let's call it uh, – a port city on the Black Sea, which would be important. So I, I think that he's had to adjust. He's been forced to do this, and, and he's been forced to to reset expectations. And, and, and likely he, he's realizing every day that while he can't take some of these cities, he's just going to continue to bomb them strategically until he can figure out what what a win looks like.
1: Talking to Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army military analyst. I want you to analyze Joe Biden. Over these past couple of days, the conversations that came out of Brussels regarding NATO and the conversation that happened in Warsaw, where he he uttered what is going to be uh, a beyond a famous line now and well into the future. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. Your take on that comment and whether that helps or hurts.
0: No, it's not helpful. And... You know, I'm not sure how it hurts. I mean, the the problem is we fight the war on all different fronts. And then one way we fight it is in the communication side. And when you have the the Russian president now can take that clip and play it to Russian citizens and say, look, here's our number one enemy out there in the world, the United States. Who wants to destroy us here and now? He wants regime change. He shows then clips of us doing that in in Iraq, and it shows what happens when the United States, you know, does that. It and puts its mind to it. So, you know, I just expect more from our leader to say something like that. And and the, the other mistakes he made about the 82nd going in to see Ukraine citizens and. Um, and, and responding with chemical weapons in kind. No, Mr. President, we're not responding with chemical weapons in kind. In fact, we're never going to use chemical weapons. It's not, it's not something that we do. It's disappointing. It, he looked tired. He looked, he looked every bit of his age. Um, and it's just, you know, we've been lucky in our country, Tony. We've always had the, kind of the right person at the right spot at the right time. I'm just afraid this is one time in history we just, we just don't have that person in that spot right now.
1: You you talk about uh, the line where he's talking to members of the 82nd Airborne in Poland, and he said that you're going to see uh, for yourself these Ukrainian people, women standing in front of tanks. Mm-hmm. And it was very obvious that he was saying U.S. troops were going to Ukraine and the White House walking that back. But this line, which the White House is also walking back, can't be seen. You tell me. You've heard a lot of presidents, a lot of leaders say a lot of things the only way this could be taken is through the very concept of regime change, correct?
0: Yeah, there's no other way. In fact, that was how it was interpreted with everybody in Western Europe. I mean, literally everybody walks the line back. I mean, his administration, other leaders, the, the French president, the the, the, the German uh, chancellor. I mean, everybody. It, it, it just We didn't, they didn't wait five seconds before... It came out of his mouth before they had to clean it up. I mean, w- w- at some point, there's got to be accountability to this level of rhetoric. And it, it's one thing if it's coming from a political opponent or, or you know, or a U.S. senator. When Lindsey Graham said something similar, I would tell you the same thing. It's just not good coming from someone coming from the government.
1: So now let's take a look at strategy. The Russians, as we've talked about it, need a way out of this. But it doesn't seem like there's any good way out of this for them because there's, you know, all all politics are local and they're Mm going to now have to go back and explain to the Russian people why they have over at least 10,000 dead soldiers and all they got out of it was the Donbass. So when you hear this from the Turks, that there's this real desire to get a deal uh, done, what does that deal look like, aside from Ukraine not joining joining NATO, which was always going to be the conversation?
0: I think it's Mariupol. I think it's going to pivot towards that that area down there. In the south, um, there's a somewhat of a natural border between Odessa and the rest as you go east along the Black Sea and the coastlines. But if he takes – he's got Crimea, he's had it for the last six years, seven years – Um, And it now takes Mariupol and takes the rest of that Donbass region. You know, perhaps he can declare that as a victory. I think that would provide some of of an off-ramp. I think it's still a tough pill for the... Ukraine president to swallow, but if he could get it to stop them from attacking and stop the strategic bombing of of Kyiv and and Liev and the rest of the Ukraine, I think that would work. Whether or not it does, again, remains to be seen. He he, we look in history and we see what he's done in the past, what he did to Grozny, what's done to Aleppo, what's been done in the past, and and the Russians don't stop, and they could grind this whole thing through. Well, let's wait a they, second. Hold on. Let's yeah. let's take a moment.
1: Let's go back to the conversation of Aleppo, which was made famous by the gaffe of of the libertarian candidate, Gary, the former governor of New Mexico, Gary Johnson. Um, talk uh, to me about what took place in Aleppo. Why should people remember what it is uh, that the Russians did there?
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's also a last stand of, of trying to quell what was the Syrian uprising there. That was the, the area where... There was the most um, uh, response against the, the the current Assad government, and and the Assad government just didn't have any kind of capability to to keep them from from the uprisings from taking place. There, so what the Russians did is came in, using strategic weapons and basically levels the place. I mean, uses weapons that the civilians, you know, attacks on civilians. The Russians have no problem attacking these civilian targets. Children doesn't matter, and and so that was designed is to to send a signal to the rest of any of these other incursions and uprisings that are taking place there. And, 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 and again, the Russians were invited. We invited the Russians into Syria when John Kerry famously said, well, they'll be responsible for getting rid of their chemical weapons. You talk about one mistake after another. That, that we, we, just, we trust these, these governments. We trust these, these organizations that uh, just have no capability to follow through on what they're going to do. So
1: Aleppo in Syria, how, do we have a number? Have we ever gotten a number of how many people died in, in, in Aleppo?
0: I don't know off the top of my head. I'd say it's probably in the in you know the, in the, in the tens of thousands, but twenty to twenty-five thousand area there. I'd have to go check that up and see what what it is. But but they brought every strategic weapon to play. You know, Russia used that battlefield to battle test weapons to to get somewhat hardened. And there's no question you're seeing the same kind of people that were in those battles. They've they're brought back to Russia. There's no substitute for having combat experience. You either have it or you don't. And I think that was, that was also kind of part of it. So they used it a lot to, to, to test a lot of their military equipment that they've been upgrading for the past 15 years.
1: So we now understand the levels to which Vladimir Putin will fight, kill, destroy, be destructive. There has been constant conversation about that the city that he wants is not so much uh, Mariupol. It is Odessa. That's mm-hmm. the place that he wanted. Supposedly, the Ukrainians were able to uh, blow up a, a a a destroyer or another type of, of ship there in 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 the Black Sea. Has there been any other movement on this coastal city?
0: No. So what's happened too is some of those ships have gone further away because they've been targeted on on land by artillery. As it turns out, Ukraine artillery is highly accurate. Has, been, has hit uh, those ships, so they've had to move out um, some of those uh, ships further out in the Black Sea. But what's turned out now is those are the where the cruise missiles are being launched from that are attacking the deeper strategic targets in the West, in Kyiv, in those places like that. So it, it's a complex battlefield, and, and I, I'm still amazed on how much the Ukraine forces are fighting back. The fact that they have so much capability, the fact that the Russians can't get to – a certain strategic lynch points that they need to be doing. For example, knocking out their air defense capability. You have, you have the Ukraine um, air defense capability still knocking out planes from the sky. That's unheard of. Knocking out cruise missiles, unheard of at this point, 35 or 30 days in, into this war right now. And the Russians haven't even targeted. So the, the, their general staff, the whoever's organizing this, it's just it's, – they're completely over their heads. Five different fronts they've attacked on. They don't control any of them right now.
1: So now comes – which is, of course, what's next. Your argument is they need some things to declare as, as victory in order for Putin to feel uh, satisfied, and that would be the giving up of basically an, an entire city that has, has a rich history, and as every report has shown, Mariupol, uh, sometimes referred to as Mariupol, has just been uh, d- destroyed. But mm-hmm. now let's go the other way. How does How does Zelensky sell this to the Ukrainians? Hey, we lose a city but we get to fight another day and we're, we know we're going to end up fighting another day in a decade or so. I
0: I think that that's how he does it. I think he just needs to get the, the the war to stop right now and try to get, you know, the West end to try to rebuild uh, unless that Putin just creates, wants to create basically a wasteland to the east of the the Denver river in order to create that buffer that he felt he has to have between that and, and the West. Um, but but again, he, you know, Zelensky wants the the combat to stop. He wants Russian troops out of there. Um, I think you're going to have to bring in blue helmeted UN troops in order to oversee that. Um, but but once they're out, I think um, the neutrality thing is another issue because that means that US training doesn't take place in the future or NATO training doesn't take place in the future. You know, Ukraine's going to be. You know, it's going to take a ten to fifteen years to rebuild what's happened, what Russia's destroyed in the past thirty days, and and um, you know that's really what, the, unfortunately, what the cards have been dealt for them right now.
1: You're NATO. You are these these nations, and you've you've had more interest. or oh, the Finns are all of a sudden interested. Sweden's right. uh, talking up. Does is are these European NATO nations? Uh, fo- refocused on NATO because they think that it does have a value. They're finally scared straight. And is the scared straight also the realization that the United States ain't what it used to be, depending on its leadership?
0: So, yeah, the United States is what it is. And uh, unfortunately, our leadership doesn't make it appear to me. But, but there's no question that the United States, if it had To crank this up, we'd crank this up. It would take us six months or a year or so. So let's say they did attack the Baltics and and Russia got there, and you know we couldn't respond right away. We wouldn't nuke anybody right away, but we would pour a couple hundred thousand troops back into Europe, and eventually we would do what happened during Desert Storm, and we would create a military to to eject. The, the Russians from the Baltics, and, and a lot of things would be destroyed, and that would happen. But if, but if you're NATO right now, NATO needs to get its act in, in, in order also, and, 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 Russian, and the Germans have already started. They're going to start spending 2% of their GDP. There's an article in the New York Times about how the, Russian mili- the German military is, is fundamentally deadlined. Their, their vehicles don't work. In fact, right now, Russia has lost – I read an article – Russia has lost – as many tanks as the French have in their inventory and, and, and half as many tanks as the British have in their inventory. So these other Western NATO countries have got to start getting in the game here. If I'm NATO, I'm also pouring troops into Poland, Romania, and in the Baltics, because I do think this Cold War is back on. It's going to be on for the next 20 or 30 years or, or until Vladimir Putin's out and another Russian leader comes in.
1: Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army, MAJ Mike Lyons on Twitter. I appreciate you taking the time, sir. We've got more. I'm Tony Katz. Dow is down 198. NASDAQ is up four. No, not, 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 not 400. Four. That's, that's the way that one goes right there. Uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith and the Oscars. Yes, I'm going to break it down. Yes, I'm going to take your calls. Dear Lord, a million ways to see this thing. And what have I told you I get some of it? What have I told you there's more than one way to respond? What have I told you I think the biggest problem is people who say, how dare he? That story's coming up. I'm Tony Katz.